You're listening to Sailing Stories from Sail Magazine. Today, Golden Globe Glory. With a record-setting win and stories of redemption, triumph, and heartbreak, five intrepid sailors carried the Golden Globe race's torch forward. By Bruce Gain, read to you by Lydia Mullen. When he competed in the first Golden Globe race in 1968-1969, French sailor Bernard Mertissier achieved legend status not for winning, but rather for precisely the opposite, opting instead to keep on sailing. Because I am happy at sea, and perhaps to save my soul. It is a sentiment that Kirsten Neuschafer understands. Mertissier just kept going and became more esoteric. I liked that aspect, she says. Some may have wondered whether the adventurous South African would consider the same, but in the end, her history was made in another way. By becoming the first woman to win a solo round-the-world race when she crossed the 2022-2023 Golden Globe race finish line in Le Sable de la France on April 28th, she and her 36-foot Cape George cutter Minnehaha won without needing the 35-hour time allowance she earned by rescuing fellow sailor Tapio Lettinen when his boat sank south of the Cape of Good Hope. As she edged her way to the finish line in excruciatingly light air, New Schaefer, who didn't know she'd won until she was within hours of the finish, laughed and talked with the sailing luminaries, journalists, race officials, and well-wishers who'd come out to greet her. I want to walk on solid ground, she said in her calm and commanding voice when asked what she wanted to do when she touched land for the first time in nearly eight months. A day later, Avalash Tomi arrived in his Rustler 36 bayonet, downing a coke handed to him after crossing the finish line. Tomi said he needed the coke after losing 20 kilos and enduring an extremely short food and water supply. His second place finish was particularly heartwarming. Not only was he the first Indian national to compete in an around the world solo race, he did so after he was rolled and dismasted in the 2018 race, suffering back injuries that left him unable to move his legs. Partially paralyzed, he waited three and a half days for rescue, and after arriving home in India, he underwent surgery to have five vertebrae fused and titanium rods placed in his spine. He's a fighter. Our nickname in the office for Abolash is Mr. Fix-It, since he had to fix so many things to keep that boat going. But he did, Don McIntyre, founder and chairman of the contemporary GGR, said during a press conference on the day of Tommy's arrival. Both sailors' finishes were greeted by thousands of enthusiastic solo sailing fans who lined the waterside, exuding a collective sentiment of goodwill, cheer, joy, and hope. The race, which takes competitors from La Sable de Lens and back via four rendezvous gates and the Great Capes of Good Hope, Lewin, and Horn, started on September 4, 2022, with 16 competitors, all men except New Schaefer. In the end, only New Schaefer, Tommy, and Australian Michael Guggenberger, who completed the race on May 12th, finished in the Golden Globe class. Two more, Simon Kerwin and Jeremy Bagshaw, ended up racing and finishing in the Chichester class for those who had to make a stop but who wanted to continue to the finish. Anyone making two stops was disqualified. Harkening to the original Sunday Times Golden Globe race of 1968-69, won by Sir Robin Knox Johnson in the 32-foot catch Suheili, today's GGR requires that vessels are production boats between 32 and 36 feet designed before 1988, with a full-length keel and rudder attached to the trailing edge. The racers must navigate with sextant on paper charts and use no electronic instruments or autopilot. Harsh attrition is the norm. If the around-the-world solo Vendée Globe is indeed the Everest of sailing, then the GGR can be called the Everest of sailing without oxygen. Of the nine who started the first Golden Globe, only Knox Johnston finished. 
In the 2018 race, 18 set out and 5 finished, including winner Jean-Luc Van de Heed aboard the Rustler 36 Matmut, surviving two brutal knockdowns, one of which turned his standing rigging into spaghetti wire. I think people don't realize how much tougher the Golden Globe is than the Vendée Globe, and that's purely because of the size of the boats, Knox Johnson told me at the race's start last September. You can go down to the southern oceans on the big boats and you can outrun the waves. These boats can't. The waves are going to catch them. So this is a very tough challenge. But we are humans, aren't we? And we like challenges. It's in our nature. Doing something easy is less satisfactory. Certainly that philosophy drives New Schaefer, who grew up sailing and has made it her profession since 2006, training others and delivering boats. But she has taken her sailing in directions that have been far from ordinary. According to her bio on the GGR site, her longest solo delivery was from Portugal to South Africa, with only a wind vane as self-steering and on an old maintenance-intensive 32-foot ferro-cement sloop. She has spent many seasons in Antarctica working with Skip Novak on his pelagic expeditions and with National Geographic film crews. Even off the water, her life has been one of singular adventure and challenge, including, at the age of 22, cycling alone from Europe to South Africa, more than 9,000 miles. What this only obliquely conveys is her devotion to hard work and how she acquired the hands-on muscle memory learning to repair and rebuild while managing boats in the Indian Ocean. New Schaefer's Cape George Cutter, launched in 1988, was built by Cape George Marine Works in Port Townsend, Washington. After an extensive search for the boat, she brought it from Newfoundland to Prince Edward Island and spent a winter thoroughly refitting it, regularly working 18 hours or even longer days. Kirsten just got in there, soldering wires and cables, doing whatever she had to do, says Eddie Arsenal, her shipwright at Prince Edward Island. It wasn't a matter of just calling up a mechanic or an electrician. New Schaefer says she was extremely fortunate to find the low-key, methodical, and patient arsenal to help and guide her. With limited time to prepare Minnehaha and get the required sailing miles on it before the race, she credits him with not only helping her get to the starting line, but actually finishing and winning. Arsenal says New Schaefer learned a lot. She soon began to execute certain quality control checks that even experienced sailors might miss. She kept getting better and better at finding little things that people think are useless, but are actually what's going to save you, Arsenal said. A single pin might come out and snag the sail, and to most people it's just a pin, but the single pin is what holds the whole thing together. She just noticed all the little things and kept focused on what's important. New Schaefer says that the most violent conditions she faced came when she had about 900 miles to go to Cape Horn. She headed north to avoid a storm front and followed Knox Johnson's tactics by trailing a warp while sailing with the wind during the worst part of the low-pressure system. She wasn't able to completely escape the front, though, and at one point the rudder rotated on its shaft. It was a matter of rotating it back and to know which bolt to loosen to do that. This was something she figured out thanks to many sea miles already sailed, she says. I then just knew what to do in a moment of clarity, so I probably did not take the 10 minutes to begin sailing downwind again, which was great because you never knew when an extremely nasty wave was going to come. And again, I was lucky, she said, to have avoided the worst of the sea state that other entrants fought. Her seamanship was also on display during the rescue of Lettinen in November, some 450 miles southeast of South Africa in the southern Indian Ocean. When his 32-foot Gaia Astera sank in a gale, New Schaefer was the closest sailor to him, 95 miles away, and she was able to reach him in fewer than 24 hours, taking him aboard Minnehaha from his life raft and later transferring him to a merchant ship that had been diverted to the scene. For this rescue, she earned the 2022 Cruising Club of America's Rod Stevens Seamanship Trophy. Like Van de Heed, 
New Schaefer is alone with the sea, McIntyre noted in the post-race press conference. You learn a lot when you sail 250,000 miles across the ocean, he said, and the boat choice was very, very clever. Obviously, New Schaefer's Golden Globe is not without extreme deprivation, hardship, and heartbreak. The calms were the lowest point, and she said to get away from everything for a while, and for her peace of mind, she would jump overboard for a swim. The calms were rough, she said, and so was the self-doubt that occasionally sabotaged her tactical decisions. I think Kirsten is more of an adventurer than a competitor, Van de Heed said. This is not a criticism, because in order to do this race, you really have to have a spirit of an adventurer. For Tommy, sailing through the same ocean where he was so traumatized during the 2018 race was a challenge, despite his intense preparation to ready his boat and himself. This time, he experienced the worst on January 26th. He remembers the date well, when he learned via weather facts of an approaching 60-knot storm. As the wind was picking up over 30 knots, one thing led to another and the hydrovane self-steering became disabled. I was stuck with the tiller for 12 hours, and since I didn't have the chance to add the washboard, water from the waves was crashing into the chart table and the electric panel, Tommy says. The mainsail tore, and since he couldn't switch on the navigation lights, he couldn't see the wind vane at the top of the mast to see his bearing to the wind or see its direction. It was like just crazy for hours doing crash driving, Tommy said. The stress on his body caused back spasms, and for a while he couldn't use his right leg. I was dragging my right leg around for the next few days, he says, as he mended his sails and made other repairs. In February, Tommy suffered another knockdown in heavy seas and winds, but he and Bayonet were ready. As long as your mask comes up, you are fine, Tommy said. When things did break, which was often, Tommy said he would visualize and plan a complete checklist of what needed to be replaced, the tools required, and every aspect of the task involved. I'm not an expert at this, he said. I just figure out the things based on how the boat was behaving. Tommy attributes much of his fortitude to what he had to endure while training to be an officer in the Indian military. But one of his teammates told me that his strength is also born of tenacity. Abolash is someone who never learns his lesson the first time. Fenton Heat said his boat preparation and knowledge was not just 80% of the battle, but it is at least 80%, as he diverged slightly from New Schaefer's assessment of what it takes to finish the race. When you embark on such an adventure, you have to be like MacGyver, says Vanden Heed, whose mast repair after his vicious knockdown in the Bay of Vizcay required him to go up the rig, a difficult proposition for solo sailors, even in decent weather. Even if the boat is perfectly prepared and ready, something will happen. Managing solitude is obviously key. Its embrace helped Mauticier find the mystical grace he sought, and that inspired him to abandon the race altogether in 1969 and continue sailing. For Knox Johnson, this state of being alone is welcoming, especially in today's world of always-on instant messaging and communication. You are locked away with no one to talk to. That's good. Knowing you've got a phone at a certain time, Knox Johnson told me before the start of this year's race. It suited me. I was perfectly happy, actually. Bruce Gain has embraced solo and shorthanded offshore sailing for more than 20 years. A former journalist who has written for Wired, National Fisherman, Technology Review, and Popular Science, he continues to sail more than he should on a 39-foot feeling while working as a software analyst for Revcom Media. You've been listening to Sailing Stories from Sail Magazine. For more, visit sailmagazine.com.